Welcome to the 10-Minute Medic. The title of this week's podcast is Entitled CO2, not just for ET2 placement. This week's topic was submitted by Yusef Ahedi, a student in the Paramount program at Eastern Kentucky University. Yusef, I'll be in touch to get a swag bag headed your way. Sepsis, a potentially life-threatening condition triggered by the body's response to infection, poses significant challenges in pre-hospital and emergency care. It can rapidly progress to septic shock, leading to organ dysfunction and high mortality rates. As such, its early recognition and management are crucial for the paramedic. This episode will take a brief overview of sepsis, its clinical significance, and dive into the principles of end-tidal CO2 monitoring, as well as establish the importance of end-tidal in managing septic patients. Sepsis occurs when the body's response to an infection injures its own tissues and organs. It can be caused by a wide range of infections, but most commonly by bacterial infections. The progression of sepsis leads to a cascade of changes that can result in damage to multiple organ systems, causing them to fail. If sepsis progresses to septic shock, blood pressure drops dramatically, leading to severe complications and a high risk of death, especially in the elderly population. The clinical significance of sepsis lies in its high frequency and mortality rate. It's a common yet often under-recognized condition in the pre-hospital setting. Early detection and treatment are crucial in improving patient outcomes, making it a priority condition for paramedics. Entitled CO2 monitoring or capnography is a non-invasive measurement of the partial pressure of concentration of CO2 in the respiratory gases at the end of expiration. It provides critical information about a patient's ventilatory status, circulation, and metabolism. In the context of sepsis, where changes in metabolic and respiratory function are prevalent, entitled can serve as an essential diagnostic and monitoring tool. Entitled carbon dioxide refers to the maximum concentration of carbon dioxide at the end of an exhaled breath. It's a direct reflection of the patient's ventilatory status providing insights into the respiratory rate, rhythm, and quality. The principle behind end-tidal monitoring lies in its ability to gauge the effectiveness of ventilation and perfusion. When the lungs ventilate and the blood perfuses through the pulmonary capillaries, CO2 is transferred from blood to the lungs and then exhaled. Hence, end-tidal levels can be a non-invasive indicator of a patient's metabolic and respiratory status. Entitled CO2 levels can indicate early signs of sepsis as changes in the metabolism or perfusion affect CO2 production and elimination. A lower than normal entitled rating may suggest a decrease in cardiac output, a common occurrence found in septic shock. In septic patients, ensuring adequate oxygen delivery and ventilation is crucial. Entitled monitoring provides continuous and almost instantaneous feedback on the effectiveness of the ventilation and the status of the patient's circulatory status. Paramedics can use entitled readings to adjust ventilation strategies and monitor the response to fluid resuscitation and medications. This is particularly important in septic patients where over or under ventilation can have serious consequences. Some studies have indicated that entitled levels can be predictive of patient outcomes in sepsis. Persistently low entitled values, despite resuscitation efforts, may indicate a poor prognosis for your patient. There's two main types of capnography. First is mainstream capnography. 
This involves placing a sensor directly in the patient's airway. It provides real-time measurements and is particularly useful in intubated patients. The other is side stream capnography. This method involves aspirating a small amount of gas from the patient's airway and analyzing it at a distant state. It's more commonly used due to its relevance in both intubated and non-intubated patients. Capnography not only measures the end tidal CO2, but also provides a graphical representation of carbon dioxide concentration throughout the entire respiratory cycle, known as the captogram. This waveform provides additional information about the patient's condition. The normal range for end tidal CO2 in a healthy individual is typically between 35 to 45 millimeters of mercury. Deviations from this range can have significant physiological implications. These include hypocapnia, or low end tidal CO2 levels. Values below 35 may indicate hyperventilation, often seen in cases of respiratory distress, pain, anxiety, or head injury. It can also be a sign of a reduced cardiac output or a hypoperfusion state like shock. This is an indication that CO2 is being blown off at an excessive rate. The other end is hypercapnia, high entitled CO2 levels. Values above 45 millimeters of mercury suggest hypoventilation. This can occur in cases of airway obstruction, respiratory depression due to drug overdose, or neuromuscular diseases. In the context of cardiac arrest, a sudden rise in end tidal can be an indicator of a return of spontaneous circulation, also known as ROSC. In the realm of pre-hospital emergency care, the management of sepsis and septic shock remain a challenge. End tidal carbon dioxide monitoring has emerged as an important tool in this setting, not only for its role in respiratory assessment, but also for its utility in early detection and management of sepsis. As we said earlier, sepsis and septic shock are characterized by an unregulated response to infection leading to organ dysfunction and eventually failure. Rapid identification and intervention are critical to improving patient outcomes. Entitled monitoring can be an instrumental tool in the early detection. A decrease in entitled levels may indicate hypoperfusion and lactic acidosis, often precursors to septic shock. By integrating entitled readings with clinical assessments and other vital signs, paramedics can identify sepsis earlier, enabling prompt initiation of life-saving interventions. In septic patients, resuscitation efforts primarily involve fluid administration and, when necessary, vasopressors to stabilize hemodynamics. Entitled monitoring can serve as a non-invasive marker to gauge the effectiveness of these two interventions. Improvements in the entitled readings may suggest enhanced perfusion and organ function, indicating the effective resuscitation. Conversely, low entitled values, despite resuscitation, may signal the need for further intervention or an alternative therapeutic approach. Septic patients often require ventilatory support due to the respiratory distress or failure. Entitled monitoring is invaluable in handling ventilation strategies to individual patient needs. In mechanically ventilated patients, entitled monitoring helps in adjusting tidal volumes and respiratory rates to avoid hypo or hyperventilation both of which can have very serious negative effects in sepsis. 
For spontaneously breathing patients, entitled trends can assist in deciding the need for advanced airway management or mechanical ventilation. Entitled levels also have a prognostic value in sepsis. Some studies suggest that the lower the entitled levels at presentation are associated with higher mortality and worse outcomes. Monitoring the entitled trends, therefore, can aid in predicting patient prognosis, help guide your decisions regarding the intensity of care that you need to give your patient, as well as the potential need for early transfer to a higher level of care and informing discussions with patients and families about expected outcomes. The clinical application of entitled CO2 monitoring in sepsis is vast and critically important. As a non-invasive, real-time tool, and I want to emphasize the real-time feedback that it gives you, it provides paramedics with vital information for early detection, resuscitation monitoring, ventilation strategy guidance, and prognostication in septic patients. Its integration into your pre-hospital sepsis management protocols can enhance the quality of care provided to these critically ill patients. Continued education and training in the use of entitled monitoring are essential for all patients as this tool can profoundly impact patient outcomes in patients in sepsis. This important tool must be expanded beyond what many medics see as a limited usage for the endotracheal tube placement. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Tune in next week where we'll take a look at the danger of long QT syndrome. Thanks to Chris Ebright for sending in this suggestion for the show. Chris, I'll be in touch with you to get some EKU swag headed your way. Thanks again for listening.